Hello and welcome into Bearcat Rewind. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the podcast today. And as we talk to you now, the college basketball season is just over three weeks away and the MIAA released its annual preseason media and coaches polls. As we look at it on the men's side, Northwest Missouri State picked to win the conference once again. The Bearcats are coming off their eighth straight MIAA regular season title and third national championship. As you look at it on the women's polls, Northwest lands in the tie for ninth with Missouri Southern in the coaches' poll. That's a Missouri Southern team the Bearcats swept last year. And they're by themselves in ninth in the media poll, sandwiched between Missouri Western and Missouri Southern. The Bearcats went 7-15 last season and just missed out on the conference tournament, but they're healthy and energized heading into this season. So with the polls coming out and it's media day in Kansas City, we decided to center today's podcast around that as we spoke with Bearcat coaches and players. So a little bit about basketball, a little bit about kind of everything else, a little bit off the wall. So we had a lot of fun recording these. We hope you enjoy them as well. The Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. In Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. We're at MIAA Basketball Media Day getting set for the upcoming season. We'll open things up with our interview with Jana Green and Emma Atwood from the Northwest Women's Basketball Team. Let's dive into this week's Bearcat Rewind. We're talking Northwest Missouri State women's basketball here at MIAA Media Day in Kansas City at the College Basketball Experience. We're joined by Jana Green and Emma Atwood. And getting set for the upcoming season, it's kind of fun when it starts with MIAA Media Day. and it's, it's even more fun when it's actually here at the CBE. What's it been like for you guys? Got here a little bit earlier than us today. Uh, it was fun. I've been here before, so I knew they had like games and stuff for us to do. So it was fun to get here early and go downstairs and uh, see the college experience before we started doing some interviews and stuff. Yeah, I've never been here, so I think it's cool. I'm kind of sad that the upstairs is closed, but <laughs> we uh, had a game of Peg with Trevin DB, so that was fun. I think Diego, Diego won. Ones, oh. yeah. <laughs> no, I understand Austin Meyer put up a pretty good score in the Papa shot down there. Yeah. Uh, he ended up getting 90, and then Trevor tied him, but couldn't break the tiebreaker, so <laughs> they both did well. It's a pretty fun place, even, like, obviously to bring kids here and, and to kind of screw around, but even when they've got, like, the, the full court and all those side courts and everything going, like, I've been a grown man up here running around <laughs> like a child, so it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Although for you guys, it's kind of been... Uh, business as usual i guess for the past month or so when did the off season actually fully get going once like the classes started and everything um we started uh, the week after classes he usually lets us and the freshmen get settled in and get used to classes the first week and then after that we kick it into gear and this is our eighth and final week of preseason and then we'll start <laughs> official practice this friday so it's been long but it's kind of felt like it's flown by and the workouts have been good and It's just been good to have the team back together and have a normal preseason now that COVID's over. I would imagine, too, you're looking forward to just getting out and having normal type of workouts, too, with the the whole team out there on the floor coming up on Friday. Oh, yeah, it's been, well, obviously we have that gym situation going on, but (laughs) um, hopefully that gets, we'll get back in Bearcat soon. But, yeah, having, what, 15, 16, 17 girls at practice has been a lot of fun. So, uh you said the, the first week classes kind of get that chance to get acclimated, get back into going and, and doing all that. I would imagine that you two and some of the other upperclassmen have 
probably not stayed away from the gym during that time. Coach Myers talked about the work ethic of this group being really great. Is it hard sometimes to pry yourself away from Bearcat or Martindale or the rec or, or wherever it is you're getting that workout? Okay, I got it. Um, yeah, just because, well, one, there's so many of us, and we're so eager to get in there. So sometimes you go in, and there's other people shooting. You're like, oh, all right, I guess that's not the worst thing in the world, that we're all trying to get better. But, yeah, yeah I mean, that, and we're all so, like, competitive with each other. You don't really want to take a day off because you don't want, like, your competitor to beat you. So, yeah. Yeah. I would just say, um, I mean, obviously it's nice to see everyone in the gym and working hard. And like Jana said, like, it's very competitive every day, like in practice or whether we don't have practice other days. Everyone's always in the gym shooting or doing workouts with Houston. So um, sometimes they tell us we, we need to back off and take a day off and just relax, but... None of us really like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine from a coach's standpoint, that's something they like to see with the work ethic that you, you have there. Uh, also, coming off a, a season where you made some good strides last year, uh, it, 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 that helped you out as far as going from uh, the end of the season last year to now as far as uh, kind of keeping that determination drive going with uh, your off-season workouts? Yeah, I think so. Well, once like season ends, we kind of go right into postseason, so that, like, ending is still fresh in our minds we don't really get a chance to like step away from it which is all right but like i think it's good for us and our motivation and then kind of obviously our men's program is really good and seeing them like go on and win i think that's like one of the biggest motivators ever yeah i think just um like with all the adversity we had last year with injuries and then covid and sometimes we wouldn't have any fans just the um little successes like here and there that we had just kind of like motivated us for this upcoming season to just think about having a normal season and having a full squad back. So just seeing how the season went last year with uh, what we had is just exciting. And then hopefully we'll kick it into gear and do better this year. Emma, you were off to a good start and then obviously got hit with an injury that kind of knocked you out. When were you able to get back in and kind of go full bore? Um... I think by, like, month three of rehab, I was able to start shooting finally, but I couldn't, like, run or cut for the first six months, so it was hard. Definitely had to learn how to be patient, and um, but I think it was good. By the time it was month seven and it was summer, I was pretty much doing everything normal. I just couldn't do anything live, so just being patient and then cheering on my teammates last year and just looking forward to this year being back with them. You know, we go through COVID and, and missing some games, the schedule's shortened, some games are shuffled around, everybody's kind of worried about the protocols and everything. Then whenever you see some teammates, Jana, go down with some of those injuries of some high expectations, they get hurt, uh, it kind of makes it feel that blessing's a little bit better. You're happy to be back out playing with COVID-19, but then all of a sudden, too, you're kind of looking around like, man, that, that injury bug is biting. I'm just I'm happy to be out here still playing and still churning. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, once you see, like, obviously one of my closest friends go through that, like, you nothing, you don't look at it the same way anymore. And I think that with COVID, it kept, like, knocking us down. We get quarantined, and Emma goes down, and Kylie goes down, and everyone's like, like, okay, when is this going to be when does over? It end? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like Emma said before, what we did with what we had is really exciting, especially looking forward to having all of them back, and this season's going to be special, I think. What were the main things that uh, Austin uh, uh, wanted you to go through in the offseason to work on your game and things to get ready for this season? What, the, what was the main, uh, main uh, focus that he had for you guys? I think confidence is a big one with us because – 
we struggle like scoring and shooting, but we know that we are good players. Like we're playing college basketball, like we can score. I think that was a big focus and just taking it one day at a time. The process, like focus on where you are in the moment right now, get better every day. Yeah, I agree with the confidence, and then he really like makes it known to have that next play mentality. Just because obviously you're playing basketball, you're not going to make every shot. You're not going to ever not turn the ball over. So just uh, focusing on that next play and just like one season ended last year, it was good to look back and look at what we accomplished and stuff, but then also looking on to the next season and just working on what we need to to be successful. This team gets better and better defensively, especially every year. When you look at the numbers, it, it's the points per game for the opposition has gone down. The field goal percentage, the three-point percentage. Uh, overall, defensively, does it feel like you're taking another step? You talk about the competition with the greater numbers and everything going on. I feel like that has to kind of amp things up even more. Yeah, I feel like we really, obviously we focus on offense and defense, but I feel like defense is really something uh, we look at just because we've been pretty solid the past couple of years with that. So just um, building on top of that and working better and focusing on like communication during defense and all that. And then he talks a lot about how if there's games where we don't make shots, I mean, all you can do is play good defense and don't let them score. So I think focusing on defense has helped us. And then when our shots fall, it'll be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Jaina, you're still technically a sophomore. That reign of terror in the paint feels like it's just getting started. The the paint defense and the post defense for Northwest has improved over the years, but then it felt like you took a big step too. The shot blocking capabilities there, and it's like sky's the limit, right? Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's weird. We're, I'm still a sophomore. She's a freshman. But, <laughs> I mean, does that count toward the records if I have an extra year? I, I think it know. still counts. Okay. Yeah, it still counts. But, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I don't care who I guard. And, obviously, we have some our fives. Like, we have Peyton back this year, and we have freshman Kelsey Fields, who will be in the paint guarding those fives. But I think it's fun kind of being the little or not little the like, little big <laughs> yeah the little big and <laughs> making people scared to come in the paint so and yeah. i'd have to imagine too around the miaa is there are so many good post players around the league mm-hmm. and so many good bigs yeah they think we've got a good mismatch here or even if it's going up against um they're like all right we can we can do this but then like oh i can't just work my way in quite so easy yeah i think well i mean obviously we were like a shorter team last year but we have that Joe Quinlan strength, so they don't know what they're up against yeah, until the, they come up. The other day in practice, I was trying to post Emma up, and I was like, I can't move her back right now. Like, she's getting big. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think just, I mean, it kind of goes back to that confidence thing, like you could be shorter and stuff, but just being confident in your defensive skills and trusting that you can stop anyone you guard is important. Gene, when you talk about uh, your shot-blocking abilities, what are some of the keys that you work on to, to become such a good shot blocker? You know... I think timing is a big part of it, and also kind of knowing, uh, well, scouting report, obviously. Like, if she goes left, you're going to expect that. And then knowing that the ref, if you are coming down, they're going to call it. I don't know. It's just it's in my blood, I guess. <laughs> it's in the moment. <laughs> so we're here at MIAA Media Day uh, recording today, and when we look at it, the coaches poll, Northwest pick tied for ninth. Uh, in the media poll, Northwest picks ninth as well. Last year was a ninth place finish, just missing that cut to get into the MIAA tournament. Do you wad it up and throw away, or is it something you kind of post up in the locker room and say, we're better than that? Uh, I definitely think you look at it and acknowledge. Like, obviously, people have their opinions and you have yours, but it's not something to, like, 
be sad about. It's definitely motivation to just show that we're capable of more than that. And I think definitely just hanging up and looking at it every day before practice. Yeah. And just know what you're working towards, and that's moving up in the league. I agree. Like, only you know the work you're putting in. Like, we come here and we see every other team is here, but, like, we know what we're doing. They don't know what we're doing. So I think we're confident in the process. And overall, whenever you think about going through the MIAA and the schedule, you get to mix in some non-cons. I mean, you're not just diving in straight away and playing Northeastern on the road. You know, it's, that's not an easy way to start things off. I mean, opening up with William Woods on November 6th and kind of working your way up from there does allow you to ease in a little bit better this year. Yeah, I think just having – we have a lot of non-conference games before conference, and then we have scrimmages too. So just uh, being able to not – play each other every day in practice will help us prepare because you won't know exactly what your teammates going to do on offense and it'll just um, help put everything into perspective and prepare up for conference games so if my math is correct and the counting is hard for me i'm, I'm not a smart man 18 players on the roster Here's a, it's a deep roster overall a lot of freshmen you two are well established but is there still that thing in the back of your mind of like i can't let up because someone's coming for my job right now Oh, yeah. I, I think that's definitely. one of the biggest parts of this year is, yeah. like, they're all so talented. I mean, everybody's talented, but, like, the freshmen are really, like, pushing us every day, and that's something we haven't really had every yeah. practice in the past, so it's exciting. Yeah, I feel like there's not, like, one weak player or anything, so every day, you know, you have to show up and compete and do your best and just... Um, hope it works out, but it's really fun like having competition every day in practice and it's making everyone better. I would imagine it's a unique dynamic from the standpoint you want uh, the freshmen to come in and do well, but you don't necessarily <laughs> want to take your minutes uh, <laughs> away here, but uh, from a standpoint of being in the program uh, a couple years with uh, uh, the coaching staff, uh, how do you help uh, the freshmen acclimate themselves to uh, what's expected of them? Um, I think just like when they come in, just making them know that they we don't look at them like, oh, they're just new freshmen. Like, we want them to come in confident, like, know they can be capable of anything. Like, obviously, they've done that this year, like, making themselves known. And so I think just making sure they're confident coming in and knowing that they have as much as an opportunity as anyone else does. It gets pretty intense out there, obviously, in practice and you're competing. Is it easy to kind of go in the locker room, wipe it away, and, and build that chemistry once again? I would imagine at times it's, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I think everybody is just so competitive with each other, and um, everyone's kind of a perfectionist, especially my friends sitting next to me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll have our moments. Like, we'll be in practice. We'll, like, kind of whatever, get upset. But, I mean, next play, like we said before, that's yeah. really a big thing we're focusing on this year. And I, f I feel like it's never – it's very competitive, but it's never, like, you get into it with someone or you're mad at someone mm -hmm. else. Like, everyone just wants to – like practice and perform their best so we wipe it i mean like personally you might think about it after practice but you wipe it off and like just go back the next day all right getting set for the upcoming season it kicks off on november 6th at home against william woods coach meyer coach houston this is year four yes. you're four it's been yes. a little while it feels like since they've been here mm -hmm. now you guys have got to know them well any weird quirks they have anything <laughs> they do on road trips that you're kind of like what is wrong with you they're not listening, so it's fine. You can say Yeah. Oh, I'll have to think of some. I feel like there's something Meyer does I that I'm forgetting on road <laughs> trips. 
just to point out the Arby's on the way through Platte City. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did get a chance to see that today, didn't you? Uh, did we? No, no I don't I think we did. Uh, ask him about that on the way yeah. back Okay, home. yeah, we will. <laughs> I can't think of I anything. can't think of anything. You guys think about that. We'll talk yeah, about Yeah, we'll call you back or something. Down the road, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Emma, Jana, thanks a lot for the time, and good luck this season. Thank, Thank you guys. for having us. The Bearcat women open up the season November 6th at home against William Woods. And next up, we sat down with a pair of guards for the Northwest men's basketball team, Trevor Hudgens and Diego Bernard. They're fresh off a 28-2 season in the program's third national title. We have Trevor Hudgens and Diego Bernard. The Bearcats picked to finish first in the coaches and media polls. I actually don't have it in front of me. I'm just making an educated guess that uh, you guys were picked number one, uh, especially coming off a national championship. What's it like being here, uh, the expectations on you guys, and just kind of getting back into the flow of things now? Um, I feel like it's same old, same old. Um, just preparing for the year, uh, just trying to get better. Uh Building team chemistry, uh, building the trust with each other, uh, just working hard every day. Diego, what's the offseason been like for you? Um, just getting good working with the guys, uh, knowing the new freshmen that are coming in, um, get them acquainted with uh, the program that we're Max teaching us. Um, and I feel like people's going to step up and we're going to be ready. Now, before we started the interview, you guys talked about uh, the Bahamas trip you had a chance to take uh, during the summertime. Just how was that for you guys? Man, uh, it was my first time out of the country, uh, so it, it was pretty fun out there. Um, got to get on the beach, first time on the beach, uh, in the water, the ocean, so it was a good time. Uh, it was just it was just fun hanging out with the guys, uh, just getting away from basketball a little bit. Even though we were supposed to play, the game didn't work out, but just seeing each other not on a basketball court, just hanging out, getting to know each other a little bit more, it, it just felt good to get away. You know, that's the one thing that really strikes me being around you guys uh, during the season is just how much you enjoy being around each other just outside of basketball itself. You guys are just good friends off the court, too. Yeah, I mean, we, we spend probably like 90% of our time together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whether that be on the court or just go to someone's house, watch a movie, watch shows, play some games, just do whatever. I mean... We just enjoy each other, uh, and we have fun with each other. Mm-hmm. So you guys go through last year, 28-2, and two, pretty decent season. You win another ring. How quick are you right back into getting out of the court? Or, or do you take some time to step away and just kind of enjoy life a little bit and maybe push basketball aside for a few weeks? Um, yeah, after, after we won, uh, I got back, probably like took two weeks off, um, just get my mind right, back uh, with my family and stuff, um, visiting with them. But... Yeah, just like two weeks, get my mind right, and then get back to it. Yeah, I was just, you know, hanging out. I was just hanging out on the side. You know, I just, I don't know. It just feels good just having a week off for two weeks. Just get away from the the games and just the just competitive nature, like all all the time, the whole season you're on edge the whole time. It just just get away and just relax and decompress. It feels good. I think that's uh, important for any team, but for you guys, where you have such a bullseye on your back from game one to the end of the season, regardless of who you're playing, whether it's conference, non-conference, what you, you get a few non-conference games this year that you didn't have last year. But uh, going in, you don't, you're don't you in a situation where you don't sneak up on anybody, so you know you're going to get each team's best shot. So I imagine it's important just to find a time a little, a little to relax before the season starts. 
Yeah, um, I think it's key just to like release your mind because um, the season is long, um, but we're going to give everybody's best shot. we got to be ready for that. Um, I just feel like the off season is just to work on your game to get better at your whatever you're trying to get better at, and then like in season, uh, it's about the team and getting a win. Well, Diego, you got a couple weeks that you said you kind of took away and not necessarily Northwest basketball-related. Spending time with your family, obviously, if you got a family full of basketball players, yeah. your dad, your dad can still run the floor. Yeah, you didn't play any pickup games when you were doing that. Uh, yeah, he, he get in there a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> he stay, he stay in the corner though. He just shoots three. <laughs> Drive a kick it to him. He says so. <laughs> is he better shooter than you? Uh, I might edge him out a little bit. Is uh, uh, is Deja a better defender than you? Yeah, 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 yeah. She got she got more accolades than me, so I'm trying to catch her. <laughs> Appreciate the honesty there. Yeah. So as we get in here and we're at MIAA Media Day and we've got all these different players and coaches from around the league. I mean, is it is it fun to kind of see them and see them in a different environment, or does it kind of feel like uh, I'm not going to like you for the next few months just because we're about to go at it? I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have any hard feelings against anybody. I mean, it's, it's just you nice. Beat everybody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just mean it's just it's nice just to get out of Maryville. Honestly, just yeah. come to Kansas City during the week. Like, I I don't I don't think I get out of Maryville during the week. Mm-hmm. But uh, just seeing other people that you see during the year is kind of cool. I think. I imagine, too, it's a case where not only do you see a lot of these guys uh, on the court in the MIAA, but you've grown up playing against each other in the high school or AAU ball, summer balls, to where you, you know a lot of these guys pretty well just come before you come into the conference even. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I know a, a lot of guys that have been our league uh, just throughout AAU, throughout the years. Um, it's just fun to see us grow uh, in our sport and in just life in general. Uh, I mean, I know, I know quite a few people in our league, and it's just cool to see that. So you guys are coming back in, getting set for another year, coming off another national championship. Uh, in the off season, Ryan Hawkins gets a great opportunity. He's up playing a year at Crate, and just kind of seeing how that goes. Is that kind of fun? Just to say, we're excited to get back in, play the MIAA, and, and make another run at a championship, but also kind of watch Ryan, see how things go for him, and, and kind of monitor how he does. Yeah, um, coming off the uh, the championship, he was a big part of that. Um, and then he, he brought us in and taught us uh, his plans. Um, we wish him the best uh, at Creighton when he does. Uh, we're going to be tuning in. Um, but this year I feel like uh, now we got a target on a brack that we do, but um, people that got to step up, um, and I feel like they're going to be ready. Diego, you talked about uh, using the offseason for ways to uh, just improve your personal game before the season starts. Uh, and really for both you and uh, Trevor, what are some of the things you've worked on this summer to try to take your game to another level? Um, just like defensive, um, offensive too, um, ball handling, shooting, um, just cutting, um, how to play off screens, uh, just moving my feet on the defense, trying to get in the right uh, places, um, active hands on defense, um, just to name a few. It seems like every year that we've watched you play, especially shooting, it, it's taken big jumps to where now all of a sudden teams used to kind of put Cam Martin on you and yeah. give you 10 feet and you, you hit the three over them. Things yeah. have really kind of adjusted where defenses can't give you that room anymore. Yeah, for sure. Um, credit goes to Mac. Uh, he puts in a lot of time. Uh, Coach Dave, Kurt, um, on, in the summer we're in the gym um, every day. If, it, if it's not Mac, it's Dave. Um, just just to get into like the feel of the game or just getting the feel of the ball shooting coming in um just getting more 
like I guess equipped with it. Um, because in high school, I just I didn't have to shoot that much, um, and then coming coming here, uh, the drive's not gonna always be there. So, Trevor, uh, interesting off season to where even when the games weren't being played, um, we we see you pop up, kind of going uh, viral on social media, <laughs> even a, a little video that. Uh, ESPN picked up, which it was zoomed in and got grainy. People were like, was this from like yeah. the 1950s? <laughs> or some bad security game. But that baseline move, I think a little behind the back, then the three goes down. Uh, how often in practice is something like that just kind of happening and just kind of happen to get caught that time? I mean, he's the one. Every day. You know, Every day. He's the one that <laughs> flashy passes and stuff. I mean, I took that video about, like, six months ago like way before i even thought about posting it but uh i just got tiktok because nil came out like players get paid and stuff so i was like well i see people getting paid for tiktok i mean <laughs> I might as well try. so i saw it on my camera roll i just posted it and i went viral apparently and i was just i was in awe and then a couple months later espn and balls life and all other just it just went crazy and i was just at all, honestly. Is is there anybody, like, individual player, celebrity, someone like that, that like it, share it, some th- comments on it that kind of caught you by surprise? Um, no LBJ? No LBJ. Yeah. Uh, He's just, just jealous. Just some famous people on TikTok liked it or commented on it. Um, I've had the Nuggets post something on one of my videos. Uh, just... Just all sorts of people. Tell the Nuggets they can have the rights to it if they draft you. Oh, yeah. I could yeah. do that. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> it's a little bargaining chip there. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I know whenever we've, we've seen Diego throughout the years that there have been some, some monster dunks. Will oh, we yeah. see some of those coming yes. out for you this yes, year? Yes, you will. You will see between the legs, windmill, uh, back scratchers. <laughs> I'm coming for it all. I might get rib stuff once, but I will try to dunk. Well, and, and so I'll ask Diego because I want him to be be truthful. Yeah. Has has Trevor had the hops to be able to do it all this time? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're yeah. Ju- they're just hidden. They're just hidden. <laughs> he, he's not bringing them out. But yeah, in practice, uh, we catch him on a good day. He'll he'll throw it down easy for sure. <laughs> right, I guess you want to wait till the moment is right when it really yes. counts, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I need I need the bright lights and all that. I need the all that drilling going and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so. It seems like even as we've gone throughout the years, that even some rebounds that you've had, Diego, are impressive. Just the, the quick jump that you have and the way you get up there. Is that something that can be taught, or has that just kind of been natural for you over the years of kind of just like a rabbit? Um, it go, goes to Joe Q, um, our, <laughs> our program. Uh, lifting every day, uh, the agility work that he does with us, uh, it's just unmatched. Uh, the cone work that we do. Um, just getting our bodies like ready for the season, uh, not trying to kill us, um, knowing how far we could push us, knowing, um, and then just when I see the ball in the air, I just try to go get it, be the first man to the ball. Max says so. Before you talk about Joe Q, he's kind of the uh, secret to weapon for all the programs at Northwest. It seems like uh, every program we talk to, he's got a hand in it, uh, helping you guys improve. Oh yeah, he he does a great job, um, lifting weights, conditioning. Uh, Definitely improve over the years. Uh, definitely get stronger. Uh, a lot of credit goes out to him in all sports, honestly. He's there from 
4 a.m. to who knows when. He mm-hmm. and he gets his own workout in during the day, so <laughs> he's he's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. able to walk the talk there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> We're talking with Diego Bernard and Trevor Hudgens here at MIAA Media Day. Uh, We're still kind of in the middle of the football season. You think about high school football, your alma mater Lafayette playing pretty well right now, Diego. They are. They've got that uh, quarterback-receiver connection there of uh, Saunders and Cortez, I think. Cortez, yeah. Yeah. Is that a better connection than you had with any of your receivers? Uh, I don't want to be biased or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've got the numbers, but today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they already broke uh, records. And everything. Um, I think him and Oliver, uh, Jaron and Oliver, that Adjacent game. Um, credit to them. Uh, but I don't know. I think me me and Braden or Jaden might might edge them out. I don't know. <laughs> Do you still have those skills to where you're like, oh, you know, play one more year basketball, then maybe I'll go out and help out Coach right here there? Yeah, I'll be, I I think about it like game days, and then I see him work out with Joe Q, and I'm like, uh, that's why I quit. Game days, yeah, I, I, I think about it, but, yeah, no. I think it, I hung my cleats up for the last time probably. Trevor, I don't know about me. Did you play football? I didn't play football, but I'll put the cleats on. I'll put the cleats on. Get me out there on a Saturday. Uh, I call myself Al Junior. Hey. If you know our, if you, yep. if you know our new running back, yep, uh, yep. call myself Al Junior. I'll be little, <laughs> like the KU mascots. I'll be that little little Jayhawk, like the, the half yep. there. Yep. That's See, me. I didn't know if you were like I'm gonna play safety and light someone up across the. No, nope. uh, I like to score. Regardless of what the sport is, yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate the time uh, and, and good luck on this upcoming season. I Thank appreciate you. It. Appreciate it. The Northwest men's basketball season begins November 6th against Northern State in the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic in St. Joseph. And finally, we wrap things up with the coaches from each Bearcat basketball team, Ben McCollum and Austin Meyer. Let's get to the point here, Matt. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> we're recording right we're gonna now. Make, so. We're going to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> That's I like. Well, let's go ahead and just cut to the chase, and we'll just start asking the tough questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Um, <laughs> do you feel okay? Feel great. Feel fantastic. I'm excited about the season and excited about the trip down here. I locked my keys in my car and it's stuck in Circle Drive right now. And Zach Schneider has to get them out. Uh, Zach was he was looking for them. Uh, I actually gonna have to call somebody on the way home and uh, see if I can get them out because then we got practice right after that. So it's been great. I showed up late. I was off uh, Bearcat time this morning and Coach Meyer was. We held, uh, the, bus held yeah. the bus for him. Yeah, he held it for me. I could tell he wasn't overly excited about it, though. But, um, you know, you, you know, you get things done, and, and uh, that's what we did. We got things done this morning, and we're here. He thinks it can be fashionably late now. Just do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's always, uh, you know, you got to get the coffee, make sure the shirt's buttoned up, and um, could have got up another five minutes early, I guess. But that's, <laughs> that's important, too. Subtle jabs. I like it. So I, I had to ask if you felt okay because – I didn't know that you owned a pair of gray pants and brown shoes. I thought it was always black and black. Yeah, I is know. That, that's not a white shirt, is it? It's checkered. That's not. It's it's designer. This is what they call oh, those designer shirts. Um, always evolving. Michelle does some Christmas McCullough, shopping, Always right? evolving. Yeah. I've got like two or three things that, that I can go to. And so that was part of the problem this morning is I did get there really early and I had my pants in my office, so I had to change. And then I wanted to check out the gym because they're doing some painting things in the gym. But, yeah, no, funny story last night, and we're going to get completely off subject. I think, I think um, everybody turned their radio off already. <laughs> last night Let's we go uh, music. <laughs> we, Michelle, Michelle, I'm like, what am I going to wear tomorrow? She goes through my closet, and she goes, you literally only have – 
uh, black long sleeve Adidas shirts or gray ones or green ones and black shorts that are kind of mesh with pockets. She's like, that's your, that's it. That's your wardrobe. And, you know, I, you know, look, I, I don't, I have more than that. Uh, I'm deeper than that. <laughs> I kind of so. thought you were just Charlie Brown. Yeah, the no. same shirt and shorts every time. Good, yeah, good. just a closet full of white shirts and uh, black pants. There. Yep. Now dynamite drop in there, uh, Matt, with the with the uh, Charlie Brown thing. But and it uh, wasn't just a Charlie Brown hair joke either. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't have a lot of hair, so can't make any jokes there. So anyway, how about that women's basketball team? It's a good women's basketball. <laughs> and the women's basketball coach. We're gonna we got to start here too. We're at the college basketball experience. Yep. You set a pop a shot record. You know, I beat school. Trevor. Ninety to eighty-five was the last. Uh, you know, he he had the lead first, and then I set the record down there. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but that's what I'm doing <laughs> here. Um, I had a ninety eighty-five lead on him, and then I had to come upstairs, and I think he stayed down there. So chances are he may have got it done. I haven't heard from him yet, but uh, hopefully my my record stood. I think he told us he tied you. Oh, we might have to have a shoot off yeah, on the yeah. way out here. Well, I feel like I can safely say that. You're the best shooter in Blue Springs, like the city of Blue Springs history. Anybody to come? No. Uh, there's a man named John Sunbold. <laughs> I don't know. John Sunbold. <laughs> John Sunbold. Uh, he played in the NBA, played for the Spurs. I think he was the NBA percentage leaders for threes in one season at one point. I was not. But other than him. But other than him, maybe well, I'm Justin there. Pitts is pretty good, too. Yeah. He's Blue Springs, just south. Yeah, he's south. Oh, I, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, of all those guys, yeah. give it to Austin Meyer. Yeah. We'll take it. Nobody else probably knows Sunbold was played there, so we can keep that yeah. on the DL. No one's listening to this anyway, so yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> We'd like to think somebody yeah. would be. Never let, Tap used to say, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Exactly. <laughs> so I was the best shooter ever. <laughs> By far. I heard that this uh, actually podcast episode was the highest rated in Storm Lake, Iowa history, so... It's a yeah. big deal. They just, they, just got pod, they just got podcasts yesterday. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> now they yeah. turned it off. No, they got internet, too. I, it's an interesting deal. But yeah. um, we'll get cell phones here shortly, too. So. <laughs> a good flip phone. Coach Meyer, we're getting into it. We've got basketball that is uh, just about, like, what, three and a half weeks away. We're here at the CBE for Media Day. How exciting is it to kind of come in, see your peers, and just be that much closer? Yeah, it's fun. You know, we didn't get a chance to do this last year. We didn't really get a chance to do much of anything last year. But um, what I was saying up there for our team, it's been fun. You know, and a lot of what I get from, you know, we do a lot of stuff, obviously, that we did on the men's side. Um, it's worked for them, so we try to bring a lot of it over. Obviously, we have our different things we'll do as well. But we play a lot in practice. So having 18 people and pretty much everybody healthy right now, we've been able to have three teams of five and play. Where at the end of last year, we couldn't couldn't play unless we had couple grad assistants stepping in there and trying to play or whatever so it's just been fun to to be out there playing and you think about COVID last year and the you know bubble a bubble b you stay away from bubble c and you know it was just there was so much that went into it it's just been nice to have a normal preseason well also you can't rely on a die to play in the practice anymore can you but no, he, I think he, he made a lot of – he set retirements for a lot of people in noon ball. He, he blew his knee out for the second time. So I think we all kind of said, well, that might be that might be it. So I've, I kind of got on the bike now, and it's a little safer. But, um, yeah, th- those days might be over. Competition-wise, when you have that many people in camp, we talked with Emma and Jane about it too, and just uh, the starters, the people that are established, are you pushing them too, saying – I want to say your job's not safe, but someone could come up and steal it. We have some talented freshmen. Yeah, yeah, and then they know it too. Like you're always, you know, you're trying to bring in the best players you can, and people beat 
you know you hope people beat other people out and and if you're going to have a good team and you're going to be successful you got to have competition you can't just have everybody that has a spot and so i think for us it's been real fun and we've been really out front transparent with it that yeah we have a big roster but not everybody's going to play um you got to fight for your spot in the rotation if you don't get in there you still got to continue to fight because anything can happen and i think our kids have, have done a good job obviously it's always fun in preseason. Everybody's happy when you start playing games and the real minutes start coming out there. Um, that's when you know problems can come up. But I think we've got a good, unselfish group that they understand it, and, and we've been very honest with them from day one, and I think they, I think they respect that. Well, Coach McCollum, you mentioned too uh, as you got up on the podium about having uh, some very talented freshmen as well and Diego and Trevor talking about bringing them along. What's that like having the championship culture and playing at such a high level and these kids fresh out of high school and they just have to jump right in and start working? Uh, you know, it's fun for me. It's probably not much fun for them because it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's tough. You know, I, they come in and our kids already know what to do, how to do it. They already understand the level of intensity that you have to operate with, and then you bring freshmen in that don't, and and they have to figure it out really quick because. Our top guys aren't coming down to their level, so they have to rise to, to their level, to, to our top guys' level, and and so it's it's interesting to see their progression. You know, I think um, both of them are are you know they work pretty hard and, and uh, are kind of what we have. You know, six six plus and, and can shoot and long and all that stuff. And so, you know, hopefully they come along quick and and um, you know one of one of them or both of them can play. You know, you talk about your top guys playing at such a good level. How do you work with uh, the players that are already at that level to take it to another step coming into this season? Uh, good question. Um, you know, I think I think for us, like I'm going to give you the boring answer, but uh, is to, to stay very, very process focused and, and, and understand that you literally just have to get a little bit better every single day. Um, I think our guys naturally have a chip on their shoulders anyways. That's just how they operate, and um, they're very focused on that process piece. So hopefully hopefully they'll continue to grow and get better and, and take on different roles and different things. Well, for both of you, whether it's just having like two freshmen coming in or maybe even seven or eight, do you try to go in that first week of practice and say, we're going to throw everything at you, make this as hard as we can because we want to break you in right away, then maybe back off a little bit, but throw them against a, a Trevor or a Diego right away or put them through those hard drills and in the running and the conditioning and everything. Uh, do you want answer? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we absolutely destroy them right away. There's no... <laughs> break yeah. them down. Yeah, no, it's, you, either, you either make it or you don't. I mean, we've had kids... Unfortunately, just walk out. You know, a couple, a couple workouts in. So, um, no, we you got to do it right away. Let's let's pull the band aid and let's get going. So they're they're full go, and if if they want to play, then they'll find a way to make it. Well, and, and coach has been in for what 10, 12, 15, Somewhere, 25 years. A lot years. of years. Yeah. A lot of years. Yes. You look very yes. old. Yes, you're still a young guy doing this. I mean, is it you have to work your way up before you can tear them down right away? We do it a little different, and part of it is my uh, <laughs> how scared I got after last season with the injuries that I probably don't need to worry that much about because a lot of it's just freak injuries. But we we kind of build it up a little bit more. Um, you know, we started a little bit early. We started you know real early in the preseason, right first day we could. Um, so we tried to build it up, and we had probably our 
we had a really brutal um, conditioning workout last Friday and, and feel like we're in pretty good shape. And then from a practice standpoint, it's just we kind of just let them play. You know, we go through our main drills, our defensive drills, this and that, finishing, and then we play and we kind of just, um, you know, they know our offense and what to do, and we just kind of let them play. We evaluate, we stat everything. Um, the freshmen just kind of kind of figure it out. Rather you figure it out on the floor playing and learning, you know, feel and stuff like that. Um, than doing a bunch of drills and a bunch of talking and teaching. And um, for me, it's good. Me and Coach Houston work well together. He's a great um, player development guy, and he's a he's a great teacher too. But if 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 we had a two hour, if he had a two hour practice, he'd probably teach for an hour and fifty minutes of the two hours, and I'd probably just run around and try to have tempo for an hour and fifty minutes of the two hour practice. So it's nice that we can kind of meet in the middle and teach more here, tempo here things like that so um it, it's worked out good for us instead of trying to assign players times to get in when they're out of class and just to get in to get one-on-one are you gonna have to start telling them to not come to the gym we you know that's the biggest thing for us is i don't know where we're going to end up i think we're much improved um i think we have a really good shot with as young as we are to make a push here and get this program to um a, a pr- pretty high ground in this league um but I, at the end of the day the, the league's really good but this year has been awesome seeing our kids get in the gym um, and, and get in with Houston. And, I mean, there's days where we have an early morning workout, come back in, they're shooting, and then they're running around town in the evening. And, and yeah, so we have we have multiple kids that it's like, hey, Emma, pump the brakes. <laughs> like, go home today. Uh, CK was like that last year. Mallory McConkey. So it, it's been awesome that, um, and it's across the board, our freshmen, you know, we're going to redshirt um, quite a few freshmen too, and that's that can be hard for them. Um, until you show them the people that have redshirted in the past, Sam Atwood, Trevor Hudgens, Justin Pitts, Ryan Hawkins. There's a pretty good list of kids that have redshirted, um, so we try to give them that information. But um, it's just been a group that's really into it, that loves basketball and enjoys being around each other, and it's, it's been fun. Yeah, just watching both of these teams, the love of the game really stands out for both of the teams that you have here, where these guys and gals just really love to go out and just play the game of basketball, which I think from a coaching standpoint you really have to love. Yeah, and I think it's fun, the, the interaction they have with each other, men's and women's programs. I think, you know, we've been sharing the same gym um, since we're, we're ours is getting renovated right now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that, is, that is as political a statement as I've ever heard. We've uh, uh, sharing the same gym, and so we, it's been great from a scheduling standpoint. And there was one day I went in there, and Coach Houston, um, he, was, he was working out a couple of our girls and one of the guys. They were just getting a shooting workout in, doing it together. Um, our kids hang out. So it, it's been a lot of fun, the camaraderie. Uh, of the two teams i think it goes back to mac talking about up there just the high character culture kids um i feel like we both i mean that's the kids that we have in our program obviously we have the same philosophy recruiting wise because we work together but it's just fun to see uh, the overall group men and women together and coach mccall maybe it was a, a poor job of me paying attention uh, as we got into the off season but i saw an espn report that comes out that said Trevor Hudgens was going to stay and not declare for the NBA draft. Did you realize that that was something that was on the bubble that ESPN had to report? You know, uh, I don't know if they had to report it, but he was in the NBA draft and uh, did so go. So pulling his name out late? Yes. Yep. And so did go on, because um, you can go on multiple um you can go to their teams and do their team workouts. And so, you know, he got invited to a bunch of team camps and was able to go to quite a few of them and, and do that sort of thing and then pulled his name on the last day, uh, fortunately for us, to where 
Um, I don't know that he he would have gotten drafted necessarily, but uh, more of like a two-way type of opportunity, trying to search for something like that, and and, and really just get your name out there. How big is that, too, of just being in that environment, working out with some of those guys, those coaches, and bringing some of that back to Northwest? Yeah, I think for him, he can see where he needs to get to to be able to to have a career um, if he's able, if he's fortunate enough to be a two-way type of player, um, or if he's going overseas and, and just being able to see that and see what he needs to do. And I think he took a lot from it. He's improved a lot of different things that will help him with his professional career after this season. And and um, you know, I, I think it was great for him to do. Justin Pitts, Trevor Hudgens going into their senior years. Similarities, differences, levels between the two. What are your thoughts? Uh, just different players. You know, obviously Trevor's a big body, thick, and and so, um, you know, just just completely different players, completely different type of offense too, where we play a lot of shooters at a time. Uh, whereas with Justin, we played you know two or three guys at a time that couldn't shoot uh, or didn't shoot well, and so, um, you know, it's it's different. Um, I think that Trevor's got a great name right now, and hopefully he can he can make a good pro career out of it. Bryson Williams has written a book. Will you two be writing a book anytime soon? Or Coach, maybe a movie, kind of like a, a buddy could, cop drama. We could do a movie, Coach Meyer and I. We I could would, do something like that. We've I'd done a we've it. done a, do, uh, a drama a documentary. drama documentary about me tearing my uh, calf muscles. This doesn't sound <laughs> funny at all. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Have you not seen it? No. Oh, well, don't, you're pro- don't promote it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on the hangar one night. Yeah. No, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it's always good for you to have the chance to talk with us. I know you really appreciate it. And we, we enjoy, enjoy it. it, too. We so. are so blessed to be able to talk to we you. Enjoy it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. Good luck this season. Thanks. Thank you. It's always fun catching up with Coach Meyer and Coach McCollum, as well as their players from the women's side, Jane and Green and Emma Atwood, from the men's team, Diego Bernard and Trevor Hudgens. Looking forward to what those four and their teams can produce this upcoming year. In case you missed it, our podcast in recent weeks has included Kevin Berg, a former Northwest Missouri State football player, as well as Jesse Haynes, a football player from the mid-90s here on Bearcat Rewind. So check those out and many more archived podcasts. Thanks to Alex Kurt, a Northwest Missouri State professor, producing our intro and outro music. And thank you for tuning in to Bearcat Rewind. For John Coffey, I'm Matt Tritton saying so long.